0: All right. Hello and welcome to Draw, Lose or Draw, a weekly podcast covering all things Partick Thistle. Joining me this week to look back on our third defeat to Queen's Park of the season, Rhys Hildane. Rhys, how are you?
1: Aye, I'm uh, doing not too bad, today. nice time at New Year's and stuff, but obviously football wasn't great. Probably one of our worst of the season if I say that, but uh, always good to get on the pod and I'm looking to, to hear their opinions.
0: Heather Holloway here. Heather, are you well?
2: Yeah, great, thank you. First day back at work today, so never never a nice start after a good new year, But um, and it's a shame that the positivity that we ended 2022 on has come back to bite us in 2023, but, you know, nice to be back. Thanks for having me.
0: And rounding off our panel is David Forrest. David, how are you?
2: Yeah, I'm well.
3: Um, obviously, it would be better if, you no, know, we'd had a better result and, yeah, I'm doing okay.
0: We'll start, as we usually do then, with a, a look at the starting 11. Just the one change, Stuart Bannigan was suspended and it was a straight swap for Ross Doherty, who came back from, from injury. Rhys, were you quite happy with that team when you saw it on, on Monday?
1: Um, after knowing that Bannigan was going to be suspended, then, of course, it, it's just the team that I would have went with. Ideally, if we'd had a, a full sort of selection to choose from I'd have probably left out Cole McKinnon and brought in Doherty that way as I mentioned last week a game like Queen's Park who going in that game I didn't feel confident obviously they had their number twice already this season and it's one of the ones like years gone by you go into a game against Queen's Park and I think this is pretty sort of standard, standard procedure straightforward win here but these days you go into these games and it's probably the toughest well definitely is the toughest we've faced so far we can't get into off them so, ideally, I wanted sort of a wee bit more reinforcement in the middle, bringing Doc in, but it's not ideal when you're bringing Doc in and you're losing someone as pivotal as Bannigan in a game of this magnitude. So, a bit disappointing, no Banzo, but it is the team that I would have went for myself.
0: David, any more changes you'd have made, or were you quite happy with the team when you saw
3: it? No, I would agree with Reese. obviously. I think I'd have had Banzo in there, but when he's not available, that's the team I would have went with, to be honest.
0: So, Heather, how big a loss was Bannigan on on Monday? Was that key?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, I think we are a team that benefits from continuity, something that not many teams can get over a course of a season. But, um, you know, Bannigan's been in our team for so long, he knows how to play it. And I think that a few times on Saturday, we would have definitely benefited from having the combination of Stuart Bannigan and Ross Docherty the way that he controls the game the way that he can read it the way that he can make like you know the clinical foul at the time and win that yellow card that he that he seems to love to get but you know I just felt a few times when Queen's Park were able to break us apart we needed someone like Stuart Bannigan to come and disrupt the play I, I did think that Ross Docherty played well and um, there was a few interventions that he made which were really important but I don't think he was 100% and, um, and, you know, you could probably see a few, like maybe like a few times just when a 50-50 was coming up, a little bit of fear there, which you totally understand after being out of an injury. But um, I think we really miss Stuart Bannigan He is just such a presence. And I think also he settles fans. Fans feel happy when Stuart Bannigan's playing. It just feels like, a you know, a Thistle team over the last, what, five, six, seven years Ten seasons is always had a Stuart Bannigan in it, and it's it's tough when we don't have him.
0: Yeah, I think Bannigan was a big miss. Rhys, I think you touched on it there, and we spoke about it last week. The need to to change a little bit tactically to to counter Queens Park, and I think if we had bands on dock, we might have had two sitters in midfield. I know the four three three we we played, we've had a lot of success. You know, we've got high full backs. We've only really played with one sitter um, throughout the season. It's been a four three three with two forward-thinking midfielders, and Bannigan has been playing in a more advanced role. But I think if we had Bannigan and Doherty, they might both have sat in, or that could have been a tactical change that we might have looked to, just to sort of counter Queen's Park's threat. Because the way we started the game, we were, we were so open. I think that's what disappointed me the most. No changes, no tweaks. The fullbacks were still bombing forward. It was only Doc sitting in midfield. And when Turner and McKinnon were dropping back in, they weren't as effective as, I think, a, a shield of Bannigan and Doherty. Would have been you agree with that.
1: Absolutely. And I, I agree with what Heather was saying too, but I don't think that Dockett was bad on the day. Um, I've seen a few people saying that Dockett was miles off it, which which I don't agree with. Much the same, as Heather said, I, I don't think he was at his best. But as I, I particularly noticed in the first half, there was a couple of times where like, Queens were going to break on us and, and Dock managed to like mop things up. But I think it's it's, it's so obvious, it's staring you right in the face when when they've got Malachi Boateng in the, the same position as Dockett on their end. And the guy's just effortless. He struggles for these games and he's he's far too good for a Scottish championship. He'll not be I would be surprised if he's in Scotland next season. I think he'll be back at Crystal Palace and around their first team or potentially maybe a, a good a good loan move in England. But I, it was just one of the games where we needed to be a bit a bit more defensively solid, and I did think that Doc brought that. Um, but ideally you're to have came into the squad last week and sat on the bench maybe against Inverness and got the minutes that's similar to what Kevin Hope did when you're sort of 4 nil up and you can afford to bring guys like Doc just ease them back in a bit um, because I don't think the plastic park really helps anyone when you're coming back from an injury you're always going to be a wee bit more tentative it's just one of the days we, we could have played for another couple of hours and no scores, it was just it felt like that was the way it was going
0: David, what else went wrong for you on Monday?
3: Yeah, I mean, I totally echo what recent Heather said. To be honest, like one of the things I think has undone us um, this season is that because we will play the way that we do, we can't shift up a gear. We we have a gear, and that's a gear, and that's it. And we don't really have anything to kind of counteract that. We don't have any any bit of anything in our locker or that little bit extra bit of nouse, where there'll be games where you do need to kind of unlock defenses or find a chance. And we just don't seem to be able to do that. And I think this game is especially disappointing just because, I mean, the last two games have been so positive and creative. I mean, we scored what eight goals in the space of two games and we were playing with uh, playing with freedom know we're creating chances i mean the last time we didn't even have tiffany there our man of the match didn't score it was like all right okay we've got people who can score and create chances and stuff like that and going into it as well i mean you look at how graham spoke in the interview i mentioned the last episode the way that they celebrated together the sort of togetherness of the team and the unity that they've got that they're a good unit and they they look like they want to work for each other and and stuff like that. And, you know, they had their issues, but they've kind of put it to bed and they're back together. So you're thinking, right, we've had these two great results. Queen's Park, we lost twice to them this season. That alone should be something that they're going, right, we want to win this because they've beaten us twice this year. They, we were met be the third team in Glasgow, all that. And this team have constantly got the better of us. Comfortably, it's not even like we've... You know, lost valiantly or anything. We've just not performed whatsoever. So you're thinking great performances recently. Christmas, New Year off, recharge batteries, coming back. You've got Martin Morton, you've got Dundee, you've got Queens Park, all up there. We're playing them three times in a row. You know, this is a time where you you pull it out of the locker and find that little bit extra that you need to. Get you over the line and put yourself into the title fight. We would have went second if we'd won the day. You're right in there catapulted, right in the mixer if you do that. What more could you possibly want to G you up for this game? You think you're going to go out there absolutely blood pumping, ready to go to them, and we didn't. And we lost a goal early on, and then that was it. And if we had went out there and lost a a reverse of the mad 5-4 game at Hamden. You'd put your hands up and go, all right, we get beat, and Queen's Park have our number again. But we took it to them, and we looked like a team that could do something. So you, you would come away going, yeah, we didn't win, but you know we fell on our sword, but there's signs of encouragement there. That didn't happen. <laughs> you know, when you're 1-0 down so early, McCall just could not change it up in the way needed and yeah, queens park have our number again and it's incredibly disappointing to be honest and yeah it, it's endemic of our season
0: I, I don't think it was any lack of effort on monday i think queens park did a look a bit sharper i think we had a lot of decent pressure without creating too many clear-cut chances i think hodgson's effort from the edge of the box was the closest we came if you go one goal down early on, though, to a team like Queen's Park, who've got a lot of pace in the counter, though, that was exactly the sort of second half they probably wanted, keeping us at arm's length. We were crossing a lot of balls into the box, which was suited them, and they had the pace to counter on us, and that's where they got their second goal from.
1: Definitely, I wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying there. I thought, like, I was about to say Queen's deserve their win on the day. I don't really know if they did. I don't think there was much in the side, uh, much between the two sides. Um, And my my mates are a Queen's Park fan, text me likewise saying the same thing. They really had two chances and scored. They had a couple of pot shots. But as you mentioned there, Lee Hodgson had that effort. And I think that's the first time that we sort of, it's not even from range, it's the edge of the box. The first time that we tested the keeper, the keeper didn't save it or anything, but first time we had a shot at goal. And I mentioned to you guys in the chat the other day, I thought it was quite poor. Where we obviously won the toss, which sides? Obviously, it's better to shoot towards our fans in the second half. But if you notice, Callum Ferry had the sun in his eyes for the first 20 minutes, half an hour. He had a cap on for the start of the game. And we didn't test him at all. Why not just pepper him with a couple of shots for distance and see what happens? I, I feel like we don't do that enough. Um, and it was almost... I thought it was its kind of sad, really, because that's three times now we've lost to Queen's Park. And I felt like we went into that game almost half expecting not to get a result. And... It's the way that the players sort of approached it as well, from the look of things, because we did have a lot of a lot of the ball, but no real purpose with any of the, the attacks. And as I said earlier, we could have played for days and not scored. But every time the Queens got the ball, they were so sharp, they were so so good at going forward. They've got pacey pacey wingers and Simon Murray, who's bags of energy. Tommy Robson joining in the attack, like, like he loves to do against us. And they're a good team. They're, they're pro- on the basis of things, you can't argue that they're probably the best team in the league now. They're definitely the most consistent. And I don't think you can begrudge them top spot now because the, definitely from from against us from one, from what we've seen, and um, they've been the best team. Um, so fair play to them. It's just once again like we 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 can't seem to undo Queens Park, and it's it's frustrating now because I mentioned you don't you don't want to become the third team in Glasgow, and there's now there's a real probability that Queens Park may go on a run. They can stay up there. It Doesn't look like they're going to fade away at any point because I think Oam Coyle is a fantastic manager. So There could be three teams in the Prem from Glasgow next year, and we're not one of them, and that would be a, a crying shame.
0: I think you make a good point about the lack of shots, or shots on target we had, Reese, because you think of the sort of technical players we have. Lawless, we've seen Dockett, we've seen score from distance. You'd think Kyle Turner and Harry Milner are technically good enough to to test goalkeepers from outside the box. I think that's a really good point you made about the goalkeeper having the sun in his eyes and is not capitalising. Just before we sort of look at any positives, just going back to the the tactical setup, I think you're in a risky place if you set up a team almost as attacking as it can go. And I know it's 4-3-3 and you can get more attacking shapes than that and the strikers on the bench to come on. But if you look at it, there's only really three defensive-minded players in that starting 11, outfield players, the two centre-backs and the sitting midfielder. The two full-backs... Are there to bomb forward. The two midfielders are there to create, and you've got a a front three that aren't doing too much defensively. If that's your setup, it's sort of quite hard to to go back from that if you're struggling in a game, and then it's hard to, as you mentioned, David, it's hard to sort of up the ante because you're really you're putting all your cards on the table really from from minute one. And we've reaped the rewards from that setup a few times this season. We've scored threes, fours, and fives on several occasions. This season and last season, but when you don't get off to a good start, I think that sort of setup makes it really hard to to change the game. Um, Heather, do you have anything else to add? And what positives can you take from the defeat?
2: Well, when you asked David earlier about it, was there anything else you didn't enjoy on um, on Monday? I thought he was going to mention the the queue for first of the toilet, circling the pie queue i think people were in it for about 40 minutes it was absolutely it that was that was atrocious
3: i just want to put it on record as well that um i bought matt a pie on saturday after or monday after this fucking morning um so yes I, I didn't be by so so him i mean we were i was in that queue
2: well i was in that queue for 40 minutes well i wasn't yeah. but my brother was ridiculous
0: the the whole setup was absolutely appalling. Like, I can't even imagine Heather like the thought of getting into a portal that none of them were sort of segregated for females. Oh, don't! Like, I had I had horrific. words I, <laughs>
2: I had words with them, and then um, you know what? You know why there's? Do you know why there's? They were in portaloos because the um the toilets have the roof of the toilets has come down.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'd and, rather take my chances to be honest.
2: Real? Like, um, is is that safe? Like, you know, that I mean, obviously not, but i i was like surely that's why it should have been at hamden <laughs> Twelve twelve hundred
0: 1200 fans and five portals
2: also can i just say like i know this is absolutely disgusting but all the toilet paper bar one was like sopping wet it's
3: like being in a norseman man it's terrible um that's that's, that's, how are queens park allowed to share that ground and another two, like you know, oh we don't have any toilets, our toilets have been sealed off like a three rows tomb and we have five portal loos for everybody yeah, coming and during the championship.
2: And we only let certain amount like, you know, like the whole thing about people not being able to go on the stand until the club phoned and like basically said you can't do that because of we've got disabled fans.
3: Yeah. They done they done that last time, wasn't it? You that phoned them the last time, Matt.
0: <laughs> I remember <laughs> they did a seat and shoot. I was basically went down to the day of the game. She got told, "Ah, alright then, and you come." But I basically said for the full week the last time, "No, you can't come." They get don't a seat. do student tickets. They, they
1: made it so awkward for everyone. Like they just do like adult and 65 plus. There's like no in between, and just it was a pure shambles. What was it? The 16, 1600 and 1200 fossil
2: fans there. I am also, um, also, I missed the first goal. So for me it was one nil because I didn't see, because I it was um we we didn't get in and we left like I left we left the pub with like fifteen minutes to spare. Anyway, because um, David, you were there for quite a long time, bless you. Um no, I I just it was just so disappointing after what happened at Fur Hill on the twenty third and um I also think, from what you were saying, Matt, about the fact that the tactic that we went with obviously didn't pay off. But then when McCall made the substitutions, I wasn't, I wasn't sure about the substitutions that he chose at the certain time. To bring on Dowds and Mullen at that point didn't seem like the right move. And a lot of people around me were kind of grumbling and groaning about it too. And I always feel that normally, even if we are chasing a game... Um, people are kind of excited to see the subs on, but I I didn't think that was I didn't think that was the right call, and I totally understand that Mullen obviously got his goal last week, and um and you know a like for like swap with Douds and Graham, but I just didn't think personally to me it was the right it was the right call at that point. I I'll guess,
0: come in there, Heather. What's what subs would you like to have seen
2: seen made? Well, I would have liked to see um, Weston come on before Mullen did. I thought Weston could have come on earlier. I thought that I thought that Weston would have been a uh, if he's taking Fitzpatrick off. I would have thought that Weston coming on and um, to replace Fitzpatrick would have made more sense. That's fair. I, I just don't think Mullen's got the pace to play out there. I also do think that I was going to say one of the small positives was that at the time when we did man like at this, the few times when we did manage to get anything in the attacking third it was Ian Fitzpatrick who was part of that. And um, to take him off is quite, and then replace him with Mullen was quite a strange choice in my eyes. I I hope you weren't thinking that I, you know, changed, I've turned a new leaf and was going to say Cammie Smith, but uh, no, not quite. But um, I think that one of the positives, I guess, for me was the amount of possession we had. We did seem to, you know, have quite a lot of the ball, Normally, that is a good thing in football. Unfortunately, it, it wasn't to be for a goal on Saturday. I guess also another positive is that it wasn't for, in the sense of last time when we played them at their ground and we lost. Uh, but I really, I'm really i really struggling to find many positives about the game.
0: <laughs> Scraping the barrel, I think, a bit here. Uh, Reese, any positives for you?
1: No, not really. To be honest, and I, and I agree with what Heather said about Danny Mullen. I quite like Danny Mullen, and I- I quite like to see him get a bit more game time, but I thought it was a bit weird throwing a guy who, for all intents and purposes, has always been a striker. You could maybe play him a wee bit deeper as a 10. He's 100% not a winger. He's a penalty box striker. So I thought that was a bit bit of a strange one, but you're sort of throwing, throwing everything but the kitchen sink kind of at that point. So, fair enough. Also, I don't want to get... All right, that's probably... It. I agree with about the possession thing, but we didn't do anything with it. So this is where... The good stuff ends, and I, I'll try and not make it too doom and gloom. But the old, the old classic. I don't know if I, we're going to come on it. We probably will come on it about McCall's tactics. That that weird that's ugly head again, and sort of people around about me start to like question McCall's credentials. Like, is he good enough? Is he the man to take us up? Because real, realistically, McCall picks his best eleven players that he has available to him every week. Don't really know about too much. Of his tactical game, but he'll pick his best eleven players, and sometimes it works an absolute treat, like we saw uh, last week against Inverness, and we're all raving how good it was. But then other times, look at Queen's Park at the weekend, just didn't look like we had a plan B, and we couldn't do anything. Like we just had the ball we're passing about side to side, no really having any shots, and then they've got up the park once and score. So the people around about me were sort of saying, "McCall out, all that sort of stuff," and. All the debates were happening again, and that that's going to continue to happen now. And of course, we will pick up these wins along the way, and and it may it may work out for the best, and we, we go on a, a good run of form here and there. But every time we lose a game now, it seems like it's going to be like McCall out. He's he's under he is under pressure in my in my opinion. I don't think he should go or anything, but you do worry for him. You need to sort of pull something out of the bag. So in terms of the as the subset as well, I just want to touch on like doubts, I think. I've kind of said it before I thought he was poor at the weekend he's fast but he doesn't do too much with it and for a guy of his size his hold up play isn't good enough and the the one his shot at the end was laughable and he waits an eternity for it to drop and it falls for him perfectly and I don't know how he's managed to, to put that over the stand from the It was embarrassing to be honest but I don't, want to, I don't want to rant and rave too much so I'm going to end it there
0: I think the other one positive for me is you look at I'm not looking away from Thistle. You look at teams who lose and you think a general reaction from fans is, oh, we'll need to make five or six changes. or oh, we'll need to change the shape next week. We know that this shape and these players can work. And if, if, if we've not seen any sort of tactical tweaks and changes from Ian in, like over three years now, like we're never going to on a game-to-game basis, what you see is what you get. And if these players take to the field on Saturday against Morton, it wouldn't surprise you at all if they went and stuck five past Morton. It's it's a confidence game. That's the game McCall plays. I suppose the positive is there's there's not going to be a big a big post-mortem. There's not going to be major surgery to the team, and it could all just click again on Saturday. Fingers crossed. Probably won't. David, any positives from you?
3: Um. Um I mean the the one the one positive I would say, and it generally is a positive with us most of the time, um I thought we took an excellent turnout for a game at New Year. Like the, the we absolutely packed out the shed. That stupid away days group was posting stuff and there was other pictures of all the people there and there was a lot of people there, so there clearly is support. People are getting behind the team. And um I really liked that. But even then, like I don't even think we were that loud, but there was a lot of people there, and I think we were just all a bit demoralised by the second half. And I don't know. I just feel that the team the team themselves, that that should be something they should be using. You know, having that big support there and kind of cheering them up and getting it up for it, and they they just weren't.
0: Do you want to kick us off with a prediction for for Saturday's game against Morton, David? You are the the current leader of our predictions table.
3: Oh my God. Um. Based on absolutely nothing, 4-1 Thistle
0: (laughs) Wouldn't surprise me Rhys, what
1: about you? (laughs) Similar again to exactly what you were saying Matt, with us there's not going to be a drastic overhaul Um, and I do (laughs) fancy this win at the weekend, it's just so Thistle of us where we have these peaks and troughs and I think we'll win again I think we'll win 3-0 because we have been good at home and Kel Turner will surely turn it on once again, so 3-0 Jags
0: I don't think we'll, we'll score quite as many as that. I'll go two 0 Thistle. I think it'll be a Morton. will make it difficult for us. I think we'll get the breakthrough eventually at, at Fur Hill on the big pitch. I'll go. I'll go two nil, Thistle on Saturday. Heather, do you want to give us a prediction and then tell us what sort of game you're expecting on Saturday?
2: I think it'll be really tough. Obviously, they'll want to come in. They'll they'll want to come and win and win well after what happened last time they were at Firhill. I think we'll need to really try and silence the threats that they have and I hate when we have to play you know and have to be tactical against a team like that but I um I think that's like Robbie like Robbie Muirhead the BBC constantly call him a game changer and but he actually like I mean I I hate to say it but he actually is you know he does he does create things and I think that um, we'll need to make sure, sh- you know, we're going to have to mark certain p- players out of their game. I'm quite worried about their um, their long throw as well with, um, with s- loose is it Strap? Like it's, uh, I think it's going to be a really tough game. I actually, I, I do like what you said, Matt, about the fact that we do play better at Firhill. I feel better about the game knowing that it is at Hill. Uh But I think it will be, I think I think Morton will be coming and they will want to win so badly. 4-3 Thistle. I like it. Well, I mean, ever, if, if people quite enjoy my predictions now because mine are just ridiculous. But um, yeah, and uh, it's going to be three-three, and then we'll, we'll score in the last minute.
0: Good stuff. That sounds good. I think David scored in a goal.
2: David will be on the pitch. Oh yeah,
3: I will, will be Cammy Smith or Akinola or whoever who <laughs> scores it, and then yeah, absolutely. If Cammy Smith scores, it, I'm on the pitch. I've got the taste for it now. I need any excuse. <laughs>
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Great, let's go for it, Cami Smith,
3: 100%. Reese, do you agree with
1: Heather? Um, what I will say, I think the last time we played Morton at Capital, that was right at Morton's sort of the peak. They were flying at that point. I think they'd won a certain amount of games on the bounce, and they were they were right up the top of the league. They're still there thereabouts, but I do think they've kind of tailed off a wee bit. Could be famous last words, but I do think it's sort of settling down a wee bit, and I don't think they quite have. What it takes to sort of go the full the full length of the season. I do think the Gamery is a brilliant manager and he's got a, a good spirit about them. But they're not the best team, so I do think I back us to win at the weekend. I do think we'll be right up for it. We're, we're wanting a reaction after Queens Park again, and hopefully, hopefully, Queens Park the, the Queens Park thing is just like our bro was last season, and for. The many seasons before that where we couldn't beat them. If that's just the case with Queens Park and we can't get their number, you can still go on and have a good season despite not being able to beat a team. Hopefully that might just be the case and it's it's not something prolonged. Um, and we can sort of continue what will still be a good run of form if you look at it sort of way. Would it be would it be six six? I don't know. Six five wins and a draw and a loss in the last seven or something like that, which would all for all intents and purposes be a good a good run of form. So. I I think as I said, and I've just made this a big long spiel here, but I think Morton are kinda calming down a wee bit and we'll we'll catch him cold.
0: I hope you're right. David, we spoke earlier about maybe a Doc Banzo midfield partnership again with maybe McKinnon the one to drop out. Is that the, the only change you can see on Saturday or do you think there'll be more?
3: I mean, I, I think it kind of depends on what we do this week. I mean, I know we're on Wednesday at the moment. We've not heard any sniffs of anything. But, you know, obviously we could sign somebody Thursday, Friday. I'm not hopeful, but we, we might. But based on the squad that we have at the moment, I probably would um, just, just keep it as is. I think
0: Kevin Holt might come back into the side. I'm not sure if he needs to against Morton. The Saturday's game sort of highlighted the the lack of pace in the Muirhead-Brownlee duo, which I don't think you can blame them for. They've done really well to steady the ship. And to be honest, I was expecting them to get caught out before they did on Saturday. I think I said before we played Celtic in the Cup or if Muirhead and Brownlee are playing, they might get caught out for pace. And they've done really well. We've been defensively pretty sound for five or six weeks before the, the Queen's Park game. But that, that game was... Was a sort of wake up call maybe for a call to to throw hope back in or to maybe look in the market for a centre back with a bit of pace because I think we were heading Brownlee did struggle with with Murray and McPake and Savory on on Saturday. I don't know if anyone agrees with
1: that. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's one of the ones I thought. I actually thought Brownlee was having no too bad a game. He, he basically won everything in there. Not the best defensively for their opener, but it was alright. He obviously got hooked at half time because his tackle was a wee bit wee bit on the harder side, but he's one of the ones you don't want to play him on a booking, especially when he's kind of getting done for pace. So fair enough. I can see why that change was made. I think Holt still needs a bit more a bit more minutes in the leg. You thought, I didn't think he looked his best. And Muirhead as well. I love Adam Muirhead. I love him for for what he's done at our club. He's a bit of a cult hero. I'm not, I'm not going to say legend yet, but he's won, won a trophy in the past and he was, he's always been quite a steady player. But I want us to be playing in the Premiership if it's not next year, or the year after, I want us to be in, in the league above. And let's let's be real, Muirhead's not the guy for that level. He wasn't the guy for the Premiership the first time around, and he's not the guy now at 32 or whatever. So, if we can get, I know it's kind of, I don't even know if it's a rumor anymore, but it was a rumor the last window. If we could get a Joe Shaughnessy, I think that would would really steady us, and it would put us in a better position for the future. I don't know if Johnny would come in a permanent or a loan or what have you, but I think it would just put us in a better position moving forward with with someone who's maybe a, a bit more, let's be real, a better player than Adam Head. But I so that would be an area that I really would like us to strengthen.
0: Do you agree, Heather?
2: Yeah, Reese. I totally agree with that. Um, I think that the game against Morton in the last few games, Lee's made some really important headers and he's been really good defensively but I don't think the combination of Burnley and Muirhead wins as a league and if we want to be um, competitive and at the top of the championship we will need to strengthen there. Um, I also I know that the um party Thistle Media have been putting out some pictures of Tiff back running and things and I just don't think that the game against Morton is the game to test that out. I think it be um, you know Fitzpatrick's done he's done well and I think that he firstly deserves and like the 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 start but also I just wouldn't want to rush Tiff back and then for um for something worse to happen I think we I don't think a game against Martin is the one for us to try that out on I guess depending on you know if we were having the the three 0 or the four one that David and Reese have predicted then maybe if he's able to be on the bench amazing but um. I think that we need to try and protect him for later on this season where things are going to be, you know, it's going to be so close um, within those those spots. But I would love to see us strengthen. I just I just don't know if that will be happening this window.
0: I find it quite interesting if you look at this season team compared to last season team, I think we have strengthened in a, a lot of areas. I think we're missing Tiffany. I think Lawless and Fitzpatrick have have had really good seasons. I'd say Lawless especially. I'd say the one area where we've regressed from last season is the centre-backs. You look at the time where we had Mayo and Holt or uh, Akinola and Mayo playing there and that when those partnerships formed and were flourishing, that's when we were at our best last season. And that allowed guys like like Tiffany and Graham to do their thing and, and bang them in the other end. And that's maybe something we've missed this season. And if we could just fix that and get a partnership that works, whether that's it's Holt when he's back fit with one of Muirhead and Brownley or whether it's a, a new player, hopefully that will see us hit hit a really good bit of form again and look like a more convincing team. A short one this week, David will be pleased we will finish as we always do with Partridge Thistle, and I'm going to ask you this week if you could bring one fictional character to life to spend a night in the pub with. Who would it be? Uh, David, I'll leave you to last, so I'll come to Rhys first for this one.
1: Oh, classic Partridge Thistle struggle for me. But, uh, so when you say fictional character, my mind automatically drifts to sort of TV series and whatnot. So I'm thinking, like, favourite TV TV series probably like Breaking Bad game of thrones sopranos that type of thing um and if i'm going to put a character out of any of them i think you've got to go with somebody like tony soprano i think that he would have a you'd have a good laugh on a night out with him um type of guy that'd be sort of buying drinks for everybody at the table and having laughing and hee-hawing and to have plenty of good stories for you so boring answer but i'll go with tony soprano good to see him in months
0: heather
2: i'll cheat a little bit because they're kind of a duo but i would go um i'm a massive lord of the rings fan and uh mary and pippin uh the two legendary hobbits great fun never know when a night out end love a drink love a sing song Would just have everyone up i and they're just funny so i would definitely have them
0: david as you know i've been on a, a james bond marathon uh, recently and I would, I would go for Desmond Llewellyn's Q, I think he'd be a great laugh in the pub, he'd bring some pretty cool gadgets to to have a play with, um, could you top that one?
3: Sorry, I agree, he would be sensational that would be a good laugh, um, don't touch that, that's my lunch the, the, <laughs> my favourite line in Bonds I think you would be great um, my favourite one, I, I much like Reese I went along the line of TV series, I don't really watch like big dramas or anything like that but I, I love my comedy so, like, UK comedy, Alan Partridge, Peep Show, and all that. One of my favourite ones is Spaced. It's a Simon Pegg, Nick Frost one, and I think um, Tim and Daisy from Spaced would be a, fanta- a fantastic night. I mean, literally half the episodes of them going on great nights out, so they, they have a track record, but I'd probably go Tim from Spaced. I basically just want to be Tim from Spaced in my life, which is a bit sad, but, um yeah, I'd go Tim Tim and Daisy from Spaced. Or just the whole Spaced crew, to be honest.
0: Very good. Well, it was a short and sweet one this this week. We'll be back next week to look back on hopefully a victory against Morton. In the meantime, stay safe.